I claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise. Hello friends and welcome to the Growing in God's Word podcast with Dr. Jim and Joy McInnes. Our purpose is to bring to you encouraging teachings that will help you grow in your understanding of the Word of God. Today we have a very exciting topic to talk about. We're going to talk about a double portion. A double portion, Joy. A double portion. You know, I thought about writing a book one time. Well, not really, but I've written other books for this one called The World's Dumbest Questions. Okay. You know what I think would be number one in The World's double Dumbest Questions? Uh-huh. One scoop or two scoop? Oh, yes. We hear that quite a <laughs> Someone lot. Someone comes to you. We're at the ice cream store, and they say, would you like one scoop or two? Of course we want two scoops. Of course, especially with butter pecan. Oh, no, for peanut butter ice cream. Oh, I tell you. Well... And also like a buffet. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, buffets, you know, they're not good for the waistline. But what I like about a buffet is, you normally, sometimes you go to a restaurant, they give you a plate. That's and in right. the plate, they give you all this different food. And there's always one thing that is so good, you want more of. That's right. And yes. the buffet, you can go back and get a double That's portion. That's right. You could help get a second helping, a third, third helping. Yeah. And don't eat the stuff that, you know, the mama said you should. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'm going to talk to you today about how God can give you a double portion in your life, a double a double scoop of his anointing, a double scoop of that, that, that anointing and presence of God in your life. So what I like to do, I like to turn in the Bible to Second uh, Kings, the second chapter. We're not going to read the whole section to you today because it takes too long, but Joy, I'll read some verses. Let me just tell you what had happened. There was a, a prophet of God called Elijah. Now, we got two guys here that can mix you up, Elijah and Elisha. Elijah, he was a guy who they said was hairy and went with a leather belt. And what happened was is that he knew it was time for him to die, not to die, but to go on to God. And God was going to take him with a fiery chariot. Now, you all know the song, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Well, that's where this comes from. It's the only time in the Bible we see God picking up someone in a chariot, yet it's gone into a lot of songs. But anyway, what happened was, as, as Elisha says to Elijah, he says, now, what I want to do is, is, I want you to stay here, says Elijah to Elisha. Elisha says, no, I want to be with you. And so they started a journey, and they went through three cities, which we're going to talk about. They started at Gilgal. From Gilgal, they went to Bethel. From Bethel, they went to Jericho. And from Jericho, they went to Jordan River. And when he got across the Jordan River, something happened, Joy. Mm-hmm. What happened? Can you read okay, that? Okay, I'm, I'm just going to read uh, from the book of Second Kings, chapter 2, verses 11, starting from 11. Then it happened, as they continued on and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also 
and when he had he also had struck the water it was divided this way and that and Elisha crossed over what a story isn't that cool? That's very cool. Now, well, kind of hot, yeah. <laughs> Chariot of Fire. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of stories and songs about mm -hmm. this, you know, but the reality of it, can you imagine being there and, and the Chariot of God comes and picks up Elijah and he Maybe. picks him up and and he gets the anointing that the, symbolizing the mantle. The mantle. He, cut, he tears his own clothes, which means he, he tore his own ability away, his own things away. I'm going to put on the anointing of God. He puts on the anointing. He gets to the water. He, he says, where is the God of Elijah? Uh -huh. And he smacks the water, yes. and the water separated. Wow. Now, they did that 500 years before. That's right. When, when, remember when, when Joshua mm -hmm. came to that same water. Now... The question, people say, where's the God of Elijah? Where's the God of miracles? Where's the God who can answer by fire? Where's the God who, who can touch me and move in my life? Mm -hmm. And people say, where are the Elijahs? Where's the Lord God of Elijah? Mm -hmm. My question is, where are the Elijahs today? That's right. Because our Bible says in, in James, the fifth chapter, it says that, that Elijah was a man just like you and I. That's right. Yet he learned to pray. Mm -hmm. And he sought God. And God wants to make you into an Elijah, or even better, make you into Elijah with a double anointing. Isn't oh, that exciting? I like that. I mean, I like that in my own personal life, to be able to, to, be, to, be able to have that in my life, that double portion. I want more. I want that. You see, we're going to go through these different cities. What happened, but there's three things that you need to learn today. Three things. The first is uh, the keys to have the double portion. You have to stay a little bit closer. Number two, you have to go a little bit further. Mm -hmm. And number three, you need to want a little bit more. So wow. if you can do those three today, you're going to be a double scoop Christian. They say that you have to stay a little bit closer. You have to go a little bit further. And you want, have to want a little bit more. Now, now there was a parting here. Mm -hmm. In this life, we have constant yes. partings, don't That's we? Right. That's right. There's constant separation. Friends from high school, yes. college, you have. Yes, we move up, we move on to another city, and so we, you or know, country like or country you. like me, so things like that, or maybe you know, through that, there's also parting. Yeah. And, and I was reading. Uh, this is kind of like um, humorous, but there's some of these books that talk about tombstones. And, and what people have written on them, I had one here, really happened. It said this, sacred to the memory of Elisha Pilbrook and his wife, Saron. Beneath these stones do lie, back to back, my wife and I. When the last trumpet the air shall fill, if she gets up, I'll just lie still. <laughs> I think they had trouble in their marriage. <laughs> That's right. How many know that parting is only in this world? There'll come a day when we'll never part again. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's fantastic. And Elisha was taken up in a, whirl, a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. Now, the first place they went was where? They went first to? Gilgal. Gilgal. And Gilgal, I'll take the first place, and you can take the next yes. place. The first place was Gilgal. And the first thing we have to learn today is you have to stay a little bit closer. You see, there was 50 prophets that were watching all this, and they were they were watching from the distance, mm -hmm. and they they watched from the distance. Then again, close. How many know that there's many people today? Maybe you're one of them listening here today, who um, you want Jesus, you want the light, but you rather have it at a distance. 
And, you know, it, it, it's strange. There's many people that want the touch, the anointing of God, and yet not too close. Mm -hmm. God, I want you, but don't get too close. I want you in my life, but, but don't take too much. Mm -hmm. and, and that's like these prophets. They're standing. They knew what God was doing because they would say to Elisha, don't you know that they're going to take your master away today? Yes. Yet they did not want to get personally, intimately involved. And that's what we want to get. We want to we want to have that uh, that a mentality that that we're not just content with being at the distance. That's right. Get involved in your church. Get involved in the work of God. Get involved in a relationship with God. Uh, don't keep God at a distance. Mm -hmm. You know, Bill Cosby used to make a, a joke about women. He said that women are like this: Come here, come here, go away, go away. Come here, come here, go away, go away. It's kind of like people with God. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, come here, come here. And when he gets close, go away, go away, go away. They're not so close. God, oh, I need you. I want you this time of trouble. And the trouble starts to go, oh, God, not so close. Mm -hmm. That's Gilgal. Wow. We have to leave Gilgal. Gil Gilgal was the first place of, of, uh, where the Israel came to. Yes. It was the first place that, um, that they met God really mm -hmm. in the new land. Yes. And also I'm thinking of uh, Jim is that sometimes the place of where we started, you know, the place of beginning is comfortable, you know, yes. and it's familiar. So a lot of people get comfortable to stay there. But you know what? In our walk with the Lord, we have to move on. Like remember when we were babies, we started with milk, but we can't continue eating milk, drinking milk all the days of our life. We have to to grow and to move on to solid food. And it is the yes. same in our relationship with God. We have to be passionate so, about the things of God. And that's exactly what happened. They came to Gilgal. And Gilgal, Gilgal was a place of beginnings. Mm -hmm. And Joshua, I mean, uh, Joshua, I got Joshua in mind because Joshua was the first one at Gilgal. Yes. But anyway, Elijah says, stay here. And Elijah says, no. You see, here's the first test. There's many Christians who found God when they were young, mm -hmm. or they, they talk about the past, and they never grew up, like you said. That's right. They want to stay in the place of beginning. That's right. And God wants... To, the Christian life is not meant to be an event. Oh, like people like say... Like a one-time... Yeah, or like, oh, were you at that concert? You know, it's, an, it's something that happens every day. Yes, yes, and it's a continuous... It's like a journey, actually. It's like a journey. Yes. Yes, we go from one place to the next place to the next place, but it's all uh, getting deeper into the things of God. It's like little girl I read about, and she fell out of bed. Ever fall out of bed? Uh-huh. I, I fell out of bed, and I was on the top bunk. <laughs> that was a big bump. But the little girl fell out of bed, and Mama came running and said, What happened? And she said, Mama? She said, Here. She says, I don't know, Mama. I think I went to sleep too close to where I got in. Well, that's where a lot of Christians mm -hmm. are today. They went to sleep too close to yes. where they got in. Yes. They went to sleep. You know, some people, they go to sleep in church. They go to sleep in their Christian life. They know what it's like to be a baby. They know what it's like to begin. Mm -hmm. And yet, they go to sleep. That's Gilgal. That's Gilgal. And many stay there. That's now, right. Gilgal was a place of rolling away. It was a great place. That's right. Rolling away of sin. Yes. But if your only testimony is, if I say, what's God done for you? Well, I gave my heart to Jesus in 1962. What's happened since 1962? A lot, you know. It should have been like, oh, I can't begin to tell you how many. You know what? Yeah. What's the next place, Joe? Well, the next place in the journey is they went to a place called Bethel. 
And Bethel is actually uh, the house of God. It's the presence of the Most High God. And it's also the place of dreams. Yes, it it's was. also the place of dreams. Now, a lot of us in our Christian walk, you know what? Uh, we dream of you know being used of God. We dream you know when when we when we when we came to know the Lord, we have desires in our hearts that we want to do. We are ex we are excited you know, and you know we have dreams of maybe going out and being used of God and maybe going to church and serving in the church or maybe getting involved with the youth group or doing getting involved with the choir you know all other things or maybe beginning to give offerings and tithes unto the Lord, you know. Dreams are good. Dreams are good. A lot of good things starts with a dream, with a desire. But if it remains to be a dream, then that's that's not good. We need, like they said, dreams plus work becomes reality. Now, why was it the place of dreams? What happened at that place? It was when Jacob oh, yes. saw the ladder mm -hmm. go up to heaven Jacob's and ladder. down. That's right. That's where it happened. It happened there at Bethel. That's right. And and dreams are great. But like you said, you know, I, I, I used to go to many places in Norway. I love Norway. love Sweden. And, and God moved great. And I go to many different cities. And I'd always, there'd always be someone come up, usually an old lady who'd been praying for years, mm -hmm. and say, Jim, I, I, I've had these dreams of God. I've had these visions. I've seen great revival come to our church. Why has it never come? And I got disturbed by it because these were sweet, wonderful people. And as far as I know, today it hasn't come in a lot of these places. And I said, God, why? And the Lord spoke to my heart. He says, I've shown them my possibilities. That's right. That's you right. see, sometimes when God gives us a dream or a vision, it's not that we just go back to sleep. It's that we catch that dream as an inspiration and we follow it mm -hmm. by making it reality. That's right. That's right. And Gilgal, which the, again, Elijah says, stay here. Mm -hmm. Stay at the place of dreams. Dreaming is good in God. That's right. But we got to put feet to it. That's right. I remember, you know, when we first started the church, I remember, you know, Pastor Jim and I, we just started the church, and he was doing the preaching, and I was uh, helping with the worship. And I only know so much how to play the guitar, but I had a desire to learn to play the keyboard, you know. And so I had I had a dream that one day, because one Christmas he gave me a keyboard, and it's been just lying there on the corner. But but I had a dream that one day I want to use that uh, that keyboard, and I want to learn to play that keyboard in church. But I put work into it in order to it to be for it to become a reality. So I practiced, I prayed, I asked for the anointing and the help of God, and then. You know, I put my feet into what I, my dream and my desire is. And now you play. And now I play. You play good, too. I'm still learning. One of America's greatest evangelists was called D.L. Moody. I'm sure that you heard of him. A great, great Baptist preacher. And um, what happened was is that he was invited to an evangelism conference. And now all these people were inside talking about evangelism, and they were kind of disturbed by this crowd of people outside the church, kind of disrupting it a bit. They said, who's that? They say, well, that's D.L. Moody. He's out there taking people out to witness. He had, instead of being inside talking about it, he went outside, showed them how to do it, and he took them, and he spread them out, and they all went out. I forget how many. It was many were mm -hmm. one to Jesus that wow. day. It wasn't just dreaming. That's right. And like people come to me, and they say, Pastor, I like to pray for the sick. 
Well, my Bible says in Mark 16, these signs shall so follow, follow them that yes. believe. That means everybody, doesn't everybody. it? Everybody, yes. And we, to varying degrees, we can pray for people. Mm -hmm. And so... What I say to them is that, that, you see, you want to pray for the sick. Well, somebody comes to you and says they're not feeling good, mm -hmm. or somebody comes with a need, say, can I pray for you? That's right. You don't have to stand up, jump, and holler, and pray. We watch too much TV. We think that, that in order to pray for the sick, we've got to have good lungs and yelling. Well, you know, the greatest miracles I've seen have been just gentle, That's quiet right. times where we just reached out. And, and, yes. and, and I say, Joy, can I uh -huh. pray for you? That's right. And I take him by the hand. Yes. And I say, can I just pray for that? And, and you can do that. Don't, just don't dream about it. Let God use you. Now we got the third place, mm -hmm. Joy. Third place they went to. They kept going. Our time's going. It's Jericho. Jericho. You know, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. Mm -hmm. Well, Jericho's interesting. Jericho's a place of past victories. Now, we talked about Gilgal being the place of our past relationship. We first got born again in the past. Jericho is the place of past victory. This is where the first battle was fought mm -hmm. after Gilgal. Uh, Gilgal wasn't a battle, but when they first came to Gilgal, then the Israelites went on and to Jericho. And, and now Elisha was tempting Elijah about living in the past. Oh, don't you remember when we had that pastor 10 years ago? Wasn't it good? Yeah. Wasn't it great, those camp meetings? That's right. Wasn't it great, the, the, the evangelist so-and-so was here? Yes, that was great. That's right. But we can't live in the past. Mm -mm, we can't. We can't. It's not wrong to remember the past. It's wrong to live in the past. God says, you know, he's the God of today. That's right. So we got something to say about that, Joy. Yes, well, like, like you said, you know, a lot of people, they remember what happened in the past. Like, I, I'm just uh, uh, remembering, uh, I mean, just talking about this. Like, for example, maybe a month ago, you know, we had such a powerful uh, worship, an, a powerful anointing, you know, during the worship. And then uh, people remember that. And, and, and some, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the danger really is that it was not God anointed the songs. But if we will try to duplicate what happened by using the same songs again and again. again and again, thinking that the same experience will happen, then we're not doing it right, you know, because it has to be fresh. It has to be new each it day. It's into tradition. And otherwise, it becomes tradition. Becomes, that's how tradition start. We had this great song and the glory came down. Let's do it again and again and again. Yes. And soon it becomes mechanical. That's right. Well, because our time's going, uh -huh. I just touch on on, on, on Jordan because before we go, the River Jordan River. See, many people live in Jericho in the past. You can't do that, but if you keep going, then they get to the Jordan River. The Jordan River always speaks of death, mm -hmm. dying to self, dying to self, dying to self. And what happened was is that they get to the river in order to get the double anointing of God in your life. Someone yes. has to die. That's you in your life. And say, God, fill me. That's right. Now, what I mean is that you don't die physically, but mm -hmm. you, you say, God, I offer you my life as a living sacrifice. That's right. Wholly acceptable unto you, which That's is our right. reasonable surface, as Paul wrote. Now, now when, we, when they get there to the Jordan River, you have two kinds of Christians there. Ones who stay on the other side. These are Christians who live a carnal life. Mm -hmm. They don't. They live. What we mean by carnal is you, you live for yourself. You live. You're easily irritated. You are. Uh, you, you're critical spirit. You are. There's so many different things I can talk to you about. You, you probably can identify with. And you refuse to deal with that. 
And, and you don't allow the Holy Spirit to come with His gentleness, Holy Spirit to come with His love, Holy Spirit to come with His patience. Because He will. You won't learn it in one day, but He will. And so we have carnal Christians and we have those that are willing to go through the uh, Jordan River. And Elisha had to go through the Jordan mm -hmm. River. Mm -hmm. And it's on the other side of the river where the blessing came. Mm -hmm. The other side of the river where the blessing came. That's right. It's a place of brokenness, I would say. You know? There is no other place to find the double portion in our lives. You have to cross over. Note, this is very interesting. The other prophets tried to discourage him. You know, this is a sad thing. One of the people that discouraged us most is sometimes fellow Christians. That's right. And you, those are usually the carnal ones, the ones on the other side of the mm -hmm. river. Mm -hmm. they, they don't go over the river. They're not willing to die to themselves, but they got strong opinions. Uh, you know, it's like uh, armchair generals in God's kingdom. Wow. It was like uh, D.L. Moody again. I love D.L. Moody. A man started, uh, stood up and he, he said in a meeting with D.L. Moody, he said, you know, I've been on the Mount of Transfiguration for three years. God's been so near. He said, have you led anyone to Jesus during that time? He says, no. This is why you're criticizing me then, because mm -hmm. he was criticizing Dale Moody. You know, we have those on the other side of the river, good brothers and sisters in God, that they're so strongly opinionated. The pastor looks cross-eyed at them. Mm -hmm. They got a problem. They get offended. And here we have them trying to stop Elisha by saying, don't you know your master's going to die? They gave him part of a truth. Part of a truth. But it was not the life he needed. And then something happened. What happened then? That's when the chariot came. Oh, yes. The chariot came. Now, the next point we have to say here, if you want that double anointing, you got to want more. That's right. You have to desire more. How much of God can you get, Joy? As much as I could. I mean, I, in my life, personally, I want to have everything, everything that God has for me. You know what? I want everything that God has for me. I don't want to miss out on anything. You see, this, this is the thing. We read the books of these great men of God. We see these evangelistic people on TV different places. I want to be like that. But we forget. Yes, the same anointings, the same gods of them as us. But it cost. That's right. It cost. It cost Elisha persistence. Mm -hmm. It cost, you know, ever hear praying Hyde? Oh, yes. Yeah, he was a great man of God. Great man. And he would pray to God that he would wed one person a day, first a week. And God would send him one person a week. Then he did one a day. And then he'd up to five a day. And where and he'd get them. God mm -hmm. would send them. And where he was in India, they said even today after he's died, those places where he prayed, there's still revival going. Now people say, I want to be like praying Hyde. You know what his secret was? When he died... They went into his room, and where next to his bed, there was actually grooves in the floorboards where he was constantly on his knees before God. You want a strong anointing, there's a price to pay. That's right. Not that God charges for his anointing. Don't get me wrong on that. Mm -hmm. But there is a cost, and it has to do with total separation to Him. The more we empty of ourselves and spend time with Him, the more we get of Him. Yes, the more He can fill us up. Yes. you have any thoughts on this? Yes, you know, like, you know, like if we want more of God in our life, then we have to make decisions. 
make decisions each day. Like, for example, spend time in prayer with God. Spend time in worship with Him. Read His Word. You know, I mean, these are all part. You know, if you're truly passionate about us, something, you're going to invest your time. You're going to put in effort. You're going to put in a lot of your energy there. And it is the same. If I want more of God in my life, you know what? And the key is just, you know, just desiring Him and praying and just doing whatever the Holy Spirit, you know, tells, you, tells us. Someone once said this, and it's very good. He said, God doesn't need our ability as much as He needs our availability. Let me say that again. God doesn't need our ability as much as it needs our availability. Mm -hmm. That's what costs us in modern society is our availability, doesn't it? Time to study the Word, time to pray, time to go out and help people, right. time to be a part of your local church. Uh, you know, uh, we, we didn't touch on it, but Bethel means house of God. Right. And, and what we need, to, but the part that, that many people want to be a part of what God's doing, but don't want to be part of His church. Because they say there's no church that's perfect. Well, if you ever find a perfect church and you join it, it's no longer perfect. Right? That's right. We, it's like the woman who came to the pastor. He said, Pastor, I don't feel the Holy Ghost in our church. He said, Sister, why don't you bring him with you then? <laughs> I mean, we're to that place where, where, where God says, you know, my church is imperfect, yet you're a part of it. That's right. And I'm going to use you there in relationship with people. Well, this is exciting, Joy. This is good. There's so this much more good, to share. Oh, our, yes, our time's going. More. Yes, there's I want to say more. one more statement before we pray. There's something called in God that's called satisfied dissatisfaction. dissatisfaction. Yes, I'm satisfied with Jesus. We used to sing a song. Yet I'm dissatisfied because I want more. That's right. If you got that hunger for more, God wants to give you a double scoop. You want to be a double scoop Christian? Remember the story. We just told very simple today. The story. Go back and read it in Second Kings. We got to go past. Mm -hmm. We have to go past our Gilgals. We have to go past our Jerichos. We have to go, go past, past Bethel our Bethels. Yeah, Bethel first, then then Jericho. We have to go through the Jordan River, and then we have to pay attention as the Spirit of God comes down, and He'll touch you. That's right. I want to pray with you today. If you're hungering for God, I'm going to pray with you that He will touch you Amen. and bring you to that. Can we pray? Joy, Amen. give me your hand. Mm. Why don't you pray this time, Joy? It's good. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just come before you, Lord. Lord, we just desire, Lord God, to go deeper in our walk with you, Father God. And for those who are watching this, this show, Father God, who does not know you, Father, I pray that they will give their hearts to you and accept you as their personal Lord and Savior. But, Father, Lord, our prayer, Father God, Lord, is that we will, Lord God, uh, move, Lord God, to know you, to know you better, Father God, to be passionate for, for the things that brings pleasure to your heart. So, Father, our desire, Father God, is, Lord, you bring us to that place, Father God, of victory, of fulfillment in you, Father God. That place, Father God, Lord God, where, Lord God, we know, Lord God, that th this is your will. This is the, your perfect will for each one of us. So, Father, we just ask, Lord, that you just work in each of our lives in the name of Jesus. And we surrender our lives to you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, until next week. Be encouraged. God loves you. Father, come and fill me up. Let your spirit come. Rain down in my life. Flood me with your love. 
claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise that is coming my way.